You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the police synchronicity in the room i have rob you know me and solange hey mr dinosaur <laughs> and on the line i have kyle hiya buddy hey synchronicity is the fifth and final studio album by the english rock band the police released on the 17th of june 1983 by a records the producer was the police hugh padham and the genre is new wave and post-punk i'm gonna read from the book Tim Jones. Synchronicity, recorded in the winter of 1982 in London, brought down the final curtain on the police stunning career. While the title refers to philosopher Carl Jung's theory of meaningful coincidence, its sleeve shows drummer Stuart Copeland, bassist singer Sting, and guitarist Andy Summers starkly divided. Copeland drummed in a dingy room connected to the Quebec studio by CCTV and arrangements over his elaborate style led to a meeting where the tapes were nearly scrapped. Nonetheless, the music is among their best from the loose limb walking in your footsteps to the eerie tea in the Sahara. Sting allowed two of his associate songs on the album mother quote, which we all loved because it was so crazy. He told BBC radio one's classic albums and Miss Gradenko, uh, quote, I used to enjoy singing Stewart's songs. Summer also co-wrote the jazzy Murder by Numbers. But it is the haunting every breath you take, pinned in mere minutes, enticing, uh, wrapped around your finger, and yearning king of pain that the album is celebrated for. Inspired by the breakdown of Sting's first marriage, all three were U.S. top 10 hits and made synchronicity the band's biggest seller 8 million in the united states alone after a final tour the police disbanded quote the band lasted for the right amount of time declared sting another album would have been a disaster all right what do we think of the police's synchronicity i fucking love, I love it, it. Uh, i love it less uh, than enthused i am not a fan do you guys know what a synchronicity is tell us it's a coincidence of events that appear meaningfully related but do not seem to be casually related. Uh, taken from Jungian psychoanalytic theory to be evidence of a connection between the mind and material objects. And the song's written in 6 8 and no less. It's pretty cool. That's yeah. a totally fucking sting, to I, be honest. Yeah, I do like the 6 8 timing. Yeah. It's a it's it's always fun when a pop band like tries to and they're they're kicking it into six eight, but they're like the the way it starts and where the one is is mm-hmm. like it, it makes it seem like it's not six, which is they awesome love fun. to do that though. I know. I mean, they're and a I band that love it when they do it. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Uh, I love this goddamn record. Uh, your footsteps, but okay, though. Mm. 
Yeah. It's great. So, it's great. It's no. great. It's Kyle, oh, Kyle, the no. brontosaurus isn't even a real dinosaur. Excuse me? It was in 1983. <laughs> like, this is my through line for this whole album is, like, it'll start, the beat will be awesome, and I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. And then Sting starts singing, and then the song fucking sucks. Oh. And I, I truly... Here we go. I'm so sorry. A disliker I, of the Sting vocal. It's not... No, I think Sting... No, no, no. I have to... No, 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 no. You misinterpret what I'm saying. I think Sting is fine as a singer. I think Mm -hmm. he... I like his whiny sort of thing he's got going on. And there's some police songs I really, really like, like Canary in a Coal Mine and uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Like, I like those songs. I think it's just like the... It's the synchronicity of him starting to sing and then the song starts to suck. And I really... (laughs) I really... That's great. And I fucking hate his lyrics like i hate them i hate them so much I will agree. Solange, did you ever see that old uh onion article that was like you know quote unquote written by sting like, <laughs> no. you know i used to be kind of cool once and it's about him like <laughs> going to get a diet coke at like a gas station he hears like this awesome song and he's like what is this it's got kind of like a funky african rhythm then he realizes it's the police <laughs> oh, it's like no. i used to be kind of cool once is that uh, like Desert Rose days? <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I I have friends uh, like you, Birch, apparently like you, Slaunch, that I really respect their taste in music. They like really cool shit, but they cannot get into police. You respect my taste of all people? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, and this is not the first time I've tried with the police because Ian's told me their ska stuff is really cool and I believe him. I just, uh, I just don't get it you know i I get it because like again the beats are cool and the beats are cool and then i'm like shut the fuck up sting you're you're, there's a correlation i did not like the first side second side brought me around a little bit but when i was when i'm listening to what we got oh my god right now yeah it just sounds like a disco song to me it just sounds like a straight disco song come on disco okay i hear the guitar now i guess i suppose but like yeah this is a disco song. It, it sounds brother. like it sounds like a bad Duran Duran song. Ooh, it does sound like a bad Duran Duran song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can and, hear that. And the lyrics are not very good. And it's, I mean, it's coming right after "Walking in Your Footsteps." It, it's just like something about the band, the Police. It, it just, it just rubs me the wrong way. And I know how proficient they are. I can hear it. And it's that. It's like if someone were to say, "I don't like Rush," and I can totally understand that like it is a certain style and they're very good at what they're doing they have a a very distinct style it's just something about it that i can't quite it's that steely get into it's that steely dan thing for me where steely dan are talented i'm not saying the police are not talented and again i'm not saying that i hate sting singing i don't i don't think I, i don't have anything wrong with how he sings i just there's something about it that it just puts me off and i'm not into it you know yeah there's something about it. Also, I think this album gets so much praise, but I think people kind of forget a lot of the songs on here. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I... every breath you take, though, is a... Sure. That's a is this banger. the first album we've done that's backloaded? Yes. I was just about to say backloaded. Mother, Miss yeah. Grudenko. Mother. I like Mother. Mother's yeah, awesome. I, I like Mother and I like Miss Grudenko. Mother, that's Really? Yeah, I do too. I'm with you, Rob. Mother's a little fun because it's so uncharacteristic of them mm-hmm. but i don't think you know it's a good song was the genesis mother song from 83 because oingo boingo had an unreleased song called mother no called mama mama I in 1983 
And Genesis had a song called Mama, I think in 1983. And I think they all came out because like Psycho 2 was coming out. And the Spice Girls had that song, Mama, 1996. Yeah, they do. Mama, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was that in Spice World, the movie? It was, in fact, in Spice World, but they did not perform. Bert's okay. just shaking his head because I have hot takes about Spice World. But well, they Danzig did not. had that song, Mother, <laughs> in uh, 1992. Who mothered it best? Mother was also in Pink Floyd's The Wall, guys. Sure. So. Who mothered it best then? Who, who, who's who's, who's got- mom and hardest? It who's mom and hardest? Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have heard the Genesis Mama song, right? No. Just, I've heard the Muppets rendition let's talk of about the Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's just uh, animal yelling, Mama! 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 That's my favorite. I did like the stripped-down uh, set that they're doing here. They had Ghost in the Machine. I went back, listened to that, and I understand what they're saying about the, you know... It's not so multi-layered that it's it doesn't sound like a three-piece, which I, I thought that was cool that they moved away from don't get too technical, bring it back to quote unquote maybe roots or something like that. But again, the song starts out fucking hard. I love Mother. this yeah. part. Yeah, that's how all again. This how yeah. all these songs start for me. They, I'm like, okay, okay, maybe I'll like this one. Uh, when I when I listen to this though, I just think of a. Uh, I can't. Uh, Pure Ubu. Okay, and just, I hear that. And I'm just like, that bird rather song? listen to that. Ah, shit, yeah. And, it, and I'm like, he's doing a Dave Thomas thing. Cool. I, I get it. But at the same time. Not the founder of Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I, I still like it. Uh, sure. Yeah. And I, I agree sure. about the pair of Ubu. I don't, I don't know. I just, um like, Tea in the Sahara. Like, ugh, that song sucked. No, not, it's not good. It sucked. And then, like, a, a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was where you say, Kyle? Uh, number one, I didn't put a star by that one. Number two, Sting said in 1995, this is one of his favorite songs. Of course, of course it he is. Did. Of course he did. Of course, course he, he did. did. I should have sung a Like, no way he liked He in the Sahara. Um, yeah, the only two songs I don't have stars next to are T in the Sahara and Oh My God. And King of Pain, I just said it was like boring Kate Bush. What? Oh, King of Pain is <laughs> so good. Get out of here. Sorry. Get out, get King out. of Pain? <laughs> Sorry. Gone. No, no. Hey, hey, I thought that was okay. <laughs> Thanks, Virg. Did you guys know that that song was uh, parodied by Weird Al? Oh my God, what did he call it? Like, bring the shame or, I don't know. I'm not good at this. What did he call it? <laughs> Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing a little bit of it. Our prices are low, my staff is underpaid. You can buy off the rack or have it custom made. And it's all guaranteed to never shrink or fade. Because of my reputation as the king of suede. Oh. Here now, off 3D. Uh, I went to Rift Tracks last night and they were playing Weird Al and They Might Be Giants and I got so embarrassed for myself. I was like, Get that. I love what? They Might Be Giants. Who, okay, aside from Birch, who dislikes Weird Al? I, it's not, I don't dislike Me. it. I just, I'm a little too old for him now. I don't like his parodies. I like anything original, in for. What about UHF? You don't like UHF? Yeah, it's a movie. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, H.F. It's not, it's not him parodying other yeah. songs. But his music... Um, that are stupid. I, uh, yeah, I don't need the music. I'm I, too old for it. I have, I have co- consistently said, if I'm sure the concert's awesome, and I bet I would go see the concert, because, I, I, because his band is amazing. Mm. 
But hearing, why would I want to hear Amish Paradise, which is a cover <laughs> of a cover song? And you wouldn't. You wouldn't know hear Dare to Be Stupid. I just don't want to hear that. Okay, Miss Gradenko, come on, dude. Really? I mean, there's a star next to it, so I have to say yes. Yeah, I like it. Again, it's starting out cool. No, no, but tell me, no, no, seriously, I want to understand why I don't like the police. Like, I want to understand too. I I really do. I want to know what is it. I'm not going to argue with you that the first side is not a little, a little rough. But the Synchronicity One is a fucking banger. That's a good song. It's a good song. I like Synchronicity One. They purposefully are obtuse. I don't know. They they have this like. They're smoothly angular. Yes. And Maybe that's it. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it. the technical achievements they were able to make, like they're, they're very, very proficient. I can understand that it doesn't come off. You as, got it. You got it for me. Okay. I figured it out. It's, it's pop um, progressive. Mm. Progressive pop. Yeah. Progressive pop. And I don't get into that. Because it, 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 yeah, it's like Steve Winwood stuff. Ah, yeah. And I don't, I do not like that. I like my progressive and my pop sort of separated in a way. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's across the board. I'm sure there's bands that I like that can cross that line. But something about a lot of those bands, I do not want to mess with because it, it is crossing these genres that I don't feel like mix, intermingle well. So it's kind of like Genesis is the same reason? Yes. Yeah. I got yeah. it. I figured it out. <laughs> Finally. Crack the yeah. code. Crack yeah. the code. And, and it's not that the songs, it's not that they can't create songs that I don't like or appreciate or will listen to a lot. It's just as a whole, they're running through these different iterations of progression and pop and it doesn't always hit. And so as a result, I typically don't like it. And it's like, to me, it flows together really naturally. And for me, I feel like the rest of the album, like, I think I'm trying to like figure out why do I hate it when he starts singing? And I'm like, oh, because the vocals are overpowering what I'm trying to listen to with the music. And I have a hard time being able to hear both. And then I, at the same time, like, I love the beats, but they're not doing anything with the beats except for something kind of like, there's too much going on for me that I that I don't feel like naturally intersects with each other. I hear that too. Uh, yeah, especially the synchronicity too. We're listening to and it, it it the vocals feel natural. Yes. Yeah, they yes. feel feel comfortable yes. where they're inserted, and and yeah, like Miss Gradenko is just like whoa yeah. over, over this. It comes, but off- it doesn't feel like those weird bands like. Like I was saying, Pure Ubu is just like this wild guy over everything else or, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't have that aesthetic. And so because they are still a, you know, kind of a pop band or pop yeah. rock band or something. Yeah, so. it's just to me, it doesn't blend together very well. It's just it sounds more 
it's it kind of comes off experimental. Like that's why I'm saying like I love Canary in a coal mine. I love Don't Stand So Close to Me. And every breath you take, it's like they blend to they blend everything together. Maybe it's just like a those dis- are pure pop though. Yeah, maybe that's why it's like those are pop music, and this is more of like yeah whatever the fuck Sting is trying to do. Yeah. Even even Roxanne, it's like yeah, it, it has a lot of progressive mm-hmm. you know measures and how they're they're creating that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Synchronicity too kind of reminds me of like Spirit of the Radio. Sure, yeah. Like a, it yeah. has that, like that that bigger uh, like arena feel. Um, and is it is it is the synchronicity between uh, a guy going to work and the Loch Ness monster? Yes, yes. It's a suburban, a slice of suburban life with a dad who's kind of being a monster, and then uh, in a synchro synch- synchronous event. Yeah, that's the it. Loch Ness monster comes out uh, many miles away. Yeah, I don't understand that. It sounds so stupid. Sorry. Can you explain it? Are you saying that Carl Jung is a is a is a dum dum ding dong? No, but what? Why is it synchronicity? Those are two just like random events, or are they? Are you saying that they don't appear to be meaningfully related? No. <laughs> I don't know. I I like that. Like the. Uh, the the key drops to a minor when they're talking about the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I think I think that's hilarious. Despite the fact that I was in the chat a few weeks ago talking up my liquid television prowess, uh, I actually don't remember watching music videos from an early age. And the first one I consciously remember watching was Every Breath You Take. And Do you so, know who directed that? Who the dudes from Ten CC man? Of course they fucking <laughs> do. Uh, I have a. Every breath you take video story. Yeah. So years ago, probably I want to say 10 years ago at this point, um, Kenneth Anger, uh, the 60s psychedelic filmmaker who's done Scorpio Rising and uh, a lot of awesome experimental like Satanist, you know, uh, themed experimental films. He came to IU and I was so excited to go see him. Uh, they were showing Scorpio Rising and after that played, he got up and answered some questions and like he does. And he's like, yeah, uh, you know, they wouldn't let me play this other video that I brought. And everyone in the audience is like packed because he's, he's yeah. famous. And and everyone's like, show the movie. Why wouldn't they play it? Show the movie. Oh and the very awesome IU director got up and he was like, um, you know, just so you know, like there's kids here. I don't know if we can show this. Like if everyone agrees, you know, that's in this room and no one else comes in and like lock the door. It's yeah. He's like, basically as long as you all agree and whoever, you know, that everyone's of age. Cause I think he was looking around um, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. I think maybe one or two people left or something. But they they showed it and it was a music video essentially to every breath you take. And it had a security guard watching a guy who was like in a car parking lot and he was kind of like masturbating while he was watching this guy. And then he went and had like sex with the guy and it was straight up pornography. (gasps) Whoa. So I understand why John was was uh, a little hesitant to be like, yeah, let's just show this. This is fine. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, but I'm was, imagining the video to the song because we're it was, listening to it. It was right interesting. Now. 
Yeah. Can I find the video? Is it available? I don't think it was released. Mm. Which I was excited because watching, you know, yeah. unreleased. It was fine. It would just felt like very video B, you know, like Cinemax. It, I, it just felt like a like a YouTube video. It's not that. It's just I have such a strange relationship with this song because I remember it. I remember the exact moment like listening to the song and watching a music video. And I know I had I know I had to have watched music videos before I watched liquid television with my mom at like midnight. I had to have watched them. But for some reason, like in that moment, it was the first cognizant memory I had of this activity that honestly, I, I deeply enjoy to this day. I love music videos. Um, but I don't know why this song like really hit different for me. And it's not even one of my favorite songs. It just really hit different that day. Solange, did you uh, watch a lot of VH1? No. I mean, I did in the early 2000s because I was, you know, in high school, but not really. No, they played this song like every hour on the hour on VH1 for about 10 years. No, no, solidly MTV. Solidly MTV. But it's weird that this stalker song was the theme for every school dance like from like I mean, it came out in June of uh, 83, so we've got the entire year of 83 to 84 that this was the slow dance. Yeah. It was the slow dance at my prom too. And I'm younger than y'all. Sting is, he, he laughs because people play this at their wedding all the time. <laughs> yeah. Slow yeah. dance at my eighth grade thing was, uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boys to men all the way. Boys to men. ABC, BBD. This makes me wish that Sting had more of a sense the East of Coast family. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this song was just kind of pooped out. Like this what? didn't this didn't take time to write. No. Hey guys, <laughs> they, hey they did this in an afternoon. <laughs> what do, what do we all think about Murder by Numbers? Uh, not on the original. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was love that it. was added. I love CD. that song. I love it too. Yeah, I it, think that's I a love great it a whole bunch. police song. Murder by Numbers was on the tape release. Yeah, yeah. It was added to the CD and cassette. Yeah, it was not on the on not on the record. I literally wrote, "Oh my god!" with like five D's. I fucking hate Sting's lyrics. Four <laughs> exclamation points. No. Jesus, wow. <laughs> that's what I wrote for murder. By wow, numbers. murder my numbers is dope. I thought it was good. Uh, again, I wish Sting had more of a sense of humor about things like every breath you take. I thought that murder my numbers was a sequel for some reason. I just, hmm. I thought that was a single. I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I guess so it was, too. It was a B side to every breath you take. But. I do not know why it's not replacing Miss Grudenko or or something like that. Mm. I would think more highly of this album with Murder by Numbers replacing one one of the songs. Yeah, I I, I get that. Hmm? King of Pain was my uh, my go to uh, upstairs pub jukebox song when mm. we used to go there on on Mondays. I don't know if we were hanging out back Aww. then. It was uh, me and Jackson it, like in. 2001 2002 like that and uh, Boom, boomtown rats i don't like mondays because it was before the uncle fester is uh punk rock mondays so we would go up there there'd be nobody there and we just <laughs> take over the jukebox so i have a soft spot for the police for different reasons but this song's great i love king of king of pain is amazing yeah it's great it's a pretty good song again backloaded 100 backloaded I, I won't argue it it's okay. I deserve no. this for Culture Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the synthesizer, 
synthesizers that were around included on this were the Obernheim OBXA, mm-hmm. uh, Prophet 5. Sequential circuits, yes. Mm-hmm. The Roland Jupiter 8. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Black Corporation just came out with a, uh, a clone of it that you can build yourself for $3,000. Yeah, it said that the band uh, nor the producer were good at programming the synths. Mm. <laughs> Same. So, in <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sting, uh, would run through various factory uh, patches until he found particular sounds. Mm. It's weird. He said he didn't like t- spending time getting the synth sounds. That's what, what's crazy is how far we've come to the point where there's actually factory patches. Like, because yeah. uh, all of those are analog. Yeah. Yeah, they just have a, uh, you can do a little recall on them. Pretty neat. Yeah. I did also find it interesting that they were, the way that they would record, I always love, you know, hearing about their, the process of recording. And they, they're one of the bands that would do multiple takes and just Mm -hmm. run through it. Boom, 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 boom. And then they would just splice up the songs, take the best parts of each take. Because they were so fucking solid. You can do that. Yep. So they could... And in between, they're punching each other in the face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they hate each other, right? Like, what is up with that? Oh, they fucking... Yeah, they... they or do they just hate Sting? No, or is they, they all No, they hate the hate shit out of each other. Yeah, they... they, they Especially Copeland, Copeland and Sting. What's the deal with that? Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Did you watch Urgan Music War? I've heard of it. I've never seen it, though. Okay. There, there's some pretty good, like, live police... Beautiful. Beautiful. Grady Grady still has my DVD. It's one of the things that Kyle showed Urga Music War to me, and I was like, I'm not into the police, I don't care. And the the rendition of Roxanne Mm -hmm. at the end of Urg is it turned me around, basically, Mm. because it's it's a faster tempo. Yeah. And it feels more energetic and punk rock and like, oh, we're performing this. And I I was like, I get it now. I totally Mm -hmm. get like the appeal of seeing them live and doing something like that. Yeah, l- look it up. Um, okay. there, there's a lot of bands you actually like. I bet. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Gary Newman in a little two or three car. times on there because <laughs> the Stuart Copeland's brother produced it. So there's like three Sting songs. Yeah. Boingo, Boingo, Boingo. Oh, hell yeah. Love Boingo, Boingo. Love yeah, Boingo, everybody's Boingo. on it. Not Boingo? I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like Boingo. I think that Boingo. Are we talking about Boingo? Crazy. No, I'm just <laughs> being a jerk off. It was pretty successful at the 1984 Grammy Awards. Album was nominated for a total of five awards, including Album of the Year and won three. They were one of the biggest rock bands of all time when this came out. Yep. Yeah. Like, they were huge. Played to, was it 70,000 people at Shea Stadium? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Sting did get to play Fade in Dune. Yeah. Which, to me, like, says a lot about it. He was the only person in that movie who's, like, a fucking not- 
character actor, basically. I'm going to allow the Dune talk. I like the Dune, <laughs> Dune talk. Right. We, we, Dune we've talk. transitioned to Dune talk. No, no, no. I'm just establishing that he was cool. I mean, if I, you would like to hear more of the Dune talk, you can subscribe to our Patreon. I just, uh, I love that For he, exclusive Dune talk content. I love that he was down to be the fucking, like, fond upon nephew in the little bikini. Oh, he was supposed to be naked. He but, was? Yeah. Oh, but they, they decided had decided not to do that? It was the night before they had to, dis- they had to, they were like, was we, it the studio? we gotta do it in the studio. Yeah, it's gotta be Warner Brothers, like, yeah. Do it. Bummer, man. They could mm-hmm. they, whatever, that's fine. But yeah, like, again, he's the only person that's not a character actor that's like in that movie he's great yeah it's pretty great and it makes me really wish that like again sting had more of a sense of humor about himself but it's not i you know solange i feel it feels like a little bit of a repeat when we were just talking about you two because <laughs> I, I really like that war album but I, at the same time if somebody's like i can't stand bono i'd be like fair enough mm. you know yeah that is that their first album because i've heard the first album is really cool it's their third album mm. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you have to. Sometimes you got to separate a little bit of the character of the the person. It's hard to just do. don't read any interviews of Sting. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to talk about tantric sex. He's going to say his the wimpiest police song is his favorite song. Just don't do it. Yeah, it's not that. It's just I think his lyrics are just kind of shit. Really, I don't yeah, think I, so. I, though I don't think that's that, that, yeah. that's true. Look at the lyrics for Synchronicity 1 and 2. I don't like them. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad. I don't like them. Okay, I respect that. I'm I'm surprised you think uh, on King of Pain, though. Like, that one specifically, I was kind of like, there's some pretty interesting lyrics. I I don't know what it is. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, just doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. What about this song, Wrapped Around Your Finger? What do you think about that song? No, I don't like this one. Didn't like this either. I just straight up, well, we'll get around to it. We'll just get around I to it. I will turn your point. face to alabaster when you find your servant is your master. <laughs> I just awesome. hate it. It's all the rhyming. I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's not necessary every time. So, Kyle, on uh, first pressings of the record, the vinyl yes. itself, uh, if you take the, the vinyl out, um, it looks like regular black vinyl, but if you hold it up to the light, it's see-through purple. <gasps> That's so cool. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's how, that's how you know if you got yourself a, a, one of the first seven million copies that were sold. <laughs> oh. You don't have to bite bite into it or anything? No. Just hold up <laughs> like an old prospector. <laughs> yeah. Arr. A pirate prospector. He's been around. <laughs> uh, In this gig economy. <laughs> Are we are we good? Did we talk about the album? <laughs> I mean, we didn't get to go around and say our, yeah. uh, you know, how we felt about what, it. What do you think, Kyle? Did you do you have any more info? Uh, I've got a lot of stuff, but I mean, I already sang the Weird Al song, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, every breath you take, every time I hear it, I think of uh, the UK Office when Ricky Gervais plays it for like one second. <laughs> Rob, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> But he's like playing the acoustic guitar for Don and then like he plays some terrible song and he looks at the camera and he plays like every breath you take you get away. I still laugh every time. I wish my life, I wish my life liked that. I wish my wife enjoyed <laughs> that version of The Office. She's just not a fan of Ricky Jones. Yeah, same. Yeah. At all. 
Every Breath You Take, uh, the best-selling single of 1983, and the fifth best-selling single of the 80s in the U.S. I believe wow. it. Yeah. It was everywhere. You're right. It was a monster. It just, it permeated. It, after Michael Jackson's thriller, I mean, you're right. You couldn't get away from it. Every, like, every hour on the hour. And then Sting went on to uh, just kind of write some... Songs I'm not into. I kind of like his solo career. You know what? I kind of respect. I do like the Leaving Las Vegas soundtrack where he sings crooner songs. Ah, and it he is phenomenal. It's real like jazz band, and he does a very good job. Good catch. Uh, um, Check that out. I do kind of respect people going out at their high point. I mean, he 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 was like, "This is it. This is as good as we're gonna be as a band, own terms." Let's just mm-hmm. let's sure. let's do this because there's so many bands that they hate each other's guts and they keep going. You know, and this right. is like the number one band in the world, arguably for some, some kind of monster. A couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that a uh, documentary about Sting trying to score uh, a Disney movie? No, no. Uh, I, I I think it's called the Sweatbox. It was this documentary, <laughs> like it was like a making of of a Disney movie. And then, like, uh, shit got weird, you know, because Disney was weird, you know, in the 90s. And the movie, he, the movie turned out to be uh, how the emperor got his groove back. Or the <laughs> oh, emperor's emperor's groove. Groove. Yeah. But initially, it was a much different movie. And Sting wrote these really serious, like, songs. Wow. <laughs> he, got, he got frustrated by Disney. Whoa. Yeah. Disney well. wasn't into tantric sex and <laughs> synchronicities. Mm. Desert Roses. I'm just going to hate on Desert Roses all the time. I hate that fucking song. Uh, I know that you guys liked this album. I fucking hated this album. Negative. So, negative. That's wow. the first. I don't think I've ever had okay. a. St- Nagging the neg. police. I don't know if I've ever had a straight up negative. I think I'm normally like nice and like, yeah, I'm neutral. No, I tried this album a few years ago just because Ian was like, yeah, early police is great. And I was like, mm-hmm. ska. This, this was late police. This was not ska. Yeah. Was I, as late I, as I can get in the I don't remember where I found this, but I was like, this is not ska and I don't mm-hmm. like it. And then I listened to it again and I'm like, but, you know, I really wonder if something happened to me on the day I watched the video for Every Breath You Take to make it such a song that's ingrained in me. I don't know what it is. That song gets me every time. And I know it's about a stalker, but I don't know. I think something happened to me that day. And that's why that song is like imprinted upon me. Unpack it with your therapist. Maybe. What do you think, Rob? I love it. Yeah. I think this album's great. And, uh... Cool high note as far as I'm concerned for for the police, and uh, I'm I'm happy to have it in my record collection, and I would recommend it to people who enjoy uh, music. Yeah, I think I sit right in the middle. It's it's got some songs I like, some songs I don't. It just I don't know if someone, you know, I wouldn't. I don't shy away from it, but it's just not something I I would put on. I do own a copy of it for some reason because probably because it was in the two dollar bin because yeah. there are literally millions of copies. But yeah, Maybe I'll give it give it some more listens. What do you think, Kyle? You know, I really like this record. Uh, Synchronicity one and two are my are my all time favorite Police songs. Um, that that I I gotta say, like. 
the biggest reason that I like police is, is the drumming. I just I just love listening to Copeland play drums. Uh, there's not a lot of bands like that. I just mm-hmm. there's just something about the way he plays, and you know they're a really tight three piece. I get not digging Sting like a hundred percent, a hundred percent, but um, love this record. It's smart. It's cool. Positive. Big thumbs up. Cool. Positive. Uh, I did want to mention that this album plays a big role in uh, is it 1992 or 94 movie Copycat? <laughs> that thing that, that's got to be 95. Are you talking about the uh, Copycat? Co- copycat, the Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver, yep. uh, like Harry Connick Jr. murder yep. mystery. Wait, I think I want. I think I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, dude, we we yeah. we watched it over at Brandon Park's place, like when we were children. Yep. Like we rented it from uh, Blockbuster. Murder by Numbers is a plot point in the movie, the wow. song, and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Meat Puppets 2. All right, thanks so. all. 50 million years ago you walked upon the planet sun. Thought of all that you could see, just a little bit like me. Walking in your footsteps. Walking in your footsteps. Walking. Walking in your